Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And I guess the big news of this morning, uh, the Saints, they won a game yesterday against the, uh, I shouldn't say the hapless Rams, but uh, the Rams uh, just, they're as beat up as the Saints are. Uh, of course, Stafford gets permission to play the game coming out of concussion protocol, and he goes just down. to go almost back into it. That's right. Uh, as the Saints topped the Rams yesterday, twenty-seven to twenty. I'm sure most of you, if not all of you, are watching it. Uh, Dalton throws for three touchdowns. Uh, Stafford left the field, as I mentioned, with uh, elevated uh, for a concussion. In the second half, Saints. Uh, Defeat the reeling Rams. It's hard to believe this team was the Super Bowl champion last year. Uh, they just a shell of themselves right now. Uh, Stafford's departure came two days after he'd been cleared of concussion protocol. And he was effective in the first half, which the Rams were leading 14-10. to 10, But uh, he left the game after completing 11 out of 18 pass attempts for 159 yards and two scores. Of course, one was a 62-yarder. That was a beautiful pass. Boy, you're not Man. kidding. To Atwell, and um, and it, later on it appeared that uh, Stafford hit his head on the Superdome turf during the third quarter possession and was subsequently sacked by blitzing linebacker uh, Demario Davis and in uh, Tehran, uh, boy, help me, man, uh, passing gun. Anyway, uh, the end for the Saints. Uh, anyway, he was placed uh, by Bryce Perkins, who led the Rams to a field goal in his first series, but uh, struggled thereafter, and it, he basically just looked like a, a rookie quarterback, just uh, confused and running and trying to trying to uh, pick up things. But uh, the Rams have now lost four straight, didn't pull within a touchdown to Matt Gay's 58-yard field goal with six seconds left. Uh, of course, they tried to uh, get the onside kick, but to no avail as uh, Dalton's performance. Saints are now 4-7, and seven, um, have an interesting road ahead of them. Uh, they play some teams they can beat. Um, anyway, uh, it was probably the 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 Saints uh, just a, a decent performance. I wouldn't say a great performance, but uh, Dalton did play well. He didn't turn the ball over, or the Saints didn't turn the ball over. I think uh, they, the Saints had maybe one penalty. Dalton was twenty-one out of twenty-five for two hundred sixty yards, including that fifty-three yarder to Chris Olave, uh, who's really playing well right now. And uh, former LSU star and come back home from Lutcher, Jarvis Landry caught uh, his first touchdown pass as a Saint uh, over the middle for seven yards. And basically the Saints uh, go on to win that game. Of course, in addition to Stafford's injuries, one of their big tackles uh, was helped off the field. Their left tackle, uh, Nishki, he uh, uh, was also injured along with defensive tackle. Ashawn Robinson left the first half with a knee injury. Of course, Peyton Turner, uh, he hadn't been in too many games uh, in the few years he's been with the Saints, was carted off in the second quarter. He left with a lag injury, and that left the Saints. The Saints' uh, two starting defensive ends in Cameron Jordan and Marcus Davenport, who has missed a few games with the Saints. Cameron Jordan missed his first game in 12 years with the Saints. So, uh, anyway, we'll see how the injury reports look sometime Thursday morning here. Uh, as uh, Thursday morning, we probably won't be here due to Thanksgiving. But in the meantime, the Rams' journey to something to give thanks for. That's right. Uh, the, the Saints' Saints' journey to San Francisco to take on the Forty ers who play tonight on national television. So uh, in Mexico City against that's the right. Cardinals. That's right. So um, anyway, I've got Nick's three Saints opponent. Yeah, I got four players in that game tonight. Hopefully, it's high scoring for my fantasy team. Anyway. Uh, Elsewhere, uh, Jeff, uh, around the league, uh, I was talking to you off the air. I mean, one of the most unusual games, and like you even said, that uh, I think the Patriots have beaten the Jets, what, 14 straight 14 games? straight games. That, Longest that, active streak against one opponent versus another. Well, you know the things are going against you when uh, you, you tied at three apiece in the last seconds remaining in the game and you punt the ball to New England – and their rookie uh, returner brings it back 84 yards with five seconds left to win the game 10-3. to three. The, that, I mean, that's, that's when things just aren't going your way. As uh, the rookie from New England, Marcus Jones, returned a punt 84 yards for a touchdown with five seconds remaining in the game 
Uh, in overtime, right? No, it wasn't an overtime. Yeah, I don't see where it was an overtime. If it was, I think it was just regulation. It was a third straight win for the Patriots. They're now at six and four. The the Jets were six and three. They're now six and four, and uh, I think they're tied. Uh, our game behind. No, you're Buffalo. right. Seconds before the game went into overtime, I, I read. Oh, okay. Going into overtime, but yeah. It was. Anyway, the Jets haven't won in Foxborough since 2010. That's 12 years, and. Uh, the Patriots moved the ball all game, but uh, just amazing that uh, that you, you lose a game to a punt return with five seconds left. Wow. Other big games of the day, I mean, uh, uh, the Dallas Cowboys made the uh, Minnesota Vikings look like they were like the rest of us, just uh, normal as the, they hammered the Vikings up in Minnesota. 40-3 to th- was the final score, and uh, – the the Cowboys just had it all. Dak uh, Prescott was 22 out of 25, 276 yards, two touchdowns. Pollard also uh, grabbed six balls for 109 yards and two scores. He also ran the ball 15 times for 80 yards, uh, and the Vikings just couldn't keep up. It was 10 to three after the first quarter. It was 23 to three at the halftime. It was 37 to three at the end of the third quarter, and the Cowboys tackle on a field goal uh, in the fourth quarter to win that one, 40 to three. No surprises there, but boy, the Vikings. Uh, they, as you were saying, they were looking pretty good. And when uh, who did they beat last week? The Bills. Uh, was oh, it two weeks ago? Two weeks. Yeah, maybe. they beat the Bills. Of course, the Bills. Another story here with the Bills, they had to play their home game in Detroit as uh, I don't know how many feet of snow they had in Buffalo over the I heard six feet, but uh, that, that was the forecast, and that's also what I read but oh, okay. after, after the fact. But they did move the game from uh, Buffalo to, uh, to Detroit to play that game, and, of course, Buffalo comes out on top, 31-23. Other scores, Atlanta pulls one out as they beat the Bears 27-24. I was hoping that uh, the Bears would help us some. Uh, of course, Coos' late 53-yard field goal lifts the Falcons past the Bears. Justin Fields has another big day running and throwing, uh, 14 out of 21, 153 yards on in the air and one TD. And on the ground, 18 carries, 85 yards and a TD. Uh, but Marcus Mariota, 13 out of 20, 131 yards and a touch. And uh, Bear, this game was pretty much even uh, into, uh, going into the fourth quarter. It was uh, – 24 to 17, and then uh, Chicago ties it up at 24. And, of course, not sure how late was that field goal to uh, Baku to beat the Bears. I'm I'm not sure, but uh, the bigger story is Justin Fields uh, carted to the locker room, uh, uh, had an X-ray on his shoulder after the game. Uh, Team would have more information on Wednesday's injury report, but Fields said his shoulder is in pain and that he's unsure how it could affect him going forward. Uh, That Unfortunate uh, news there. Uh, things just keep getting worse for the Bears. Was that his throwing shoulder or his off shoulder? I get the feeling it's his off shoulder. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see what uh, what it might say here. But uh, it says, of course, he ran for 85 yards. Uh, uh, with that, the Bears suffered their fourth consecutive loss at 3-8. and eight. They have lost 6-7. or seven. Fields pass for running back David Montgomery. was intercepted by Falcon safety. Jalen Hawkins with 107 left to go in the game and a 26-yard run by rookie Tyler Alagere. Alagere allowed the Falcons, who rushed for 149 yards, to wind down the clock. So uh, uh, elsewhere, uh, of course, Atlanta uh, kick return to running back Cordell uh, Patterson, who played for the Bears for two years before signing with the Falcons last year, set the NFL record with his ninth career kickoff return for a touchdown. What was the name of the f- player that played it uh with the bears who ran all those kicks back from florida state um hester devin hester yeah, devin he- ran the opening kickoff back in the super bowl back for the well, bears. i sure thought the game was over at that point i'll, I'll never forget <laughs> was that against uh, the colts yeah yeah, yeah. back in, that was the year the uh the bears beat the saints i think for the championship yes. anyway but uh yeah it says here uh, Fields ran for 178. Let's see if they mention injuries. Yeah, the Bears uh, lost Travis Gibson, uh, a left early, a defensive end, uh, along with Taco Charlton, a former Saint, uh, that was signed off the waiver wires uh, from the Paints, Paints Saints practice squad to replace Gibson. Anyway, uh, uh, I don't see, of course, the Bears now um, will be at New York to take on the Jets, who are limping after that game, that loss uh, from the uh, uh, 
<laughs> returning the kick to Patriots, just wow, unbelievable. I don't know if any other scores interest you, uh, uh, Jeff, with regards to, uh, of course, Kansas City and the Chargers put on a show last night uh, in a 30-27 to win. They had to drive late. Uh, late in the game to uh, win the game as uh, Mahomes hit uh, Kelsey for a touchdown pass late in the game to pull out the Kansas City Chiefs win at Sandy. Oh, I keep saying it's San Diego, but it's in Los Angeles um, in that regard. So Washington wins again, 23-10. and 10. Uh, You know, the NFC uh, East uh, is just 9-1 and one is uh, Eagles, 7-3 uh, the Cowboys, 7-3 the Giants. And the Giants got beat yesterday, too. I'm trying to recall. Uh, they lost to Detroit. Yeah, Detroit, uh, big win. Yeah, a big win for Detroit uh, as the Giants desperately tried to score a couple scores late in the game. Uh, it was uh, 31-18, uh, Detroit finally uh, getting another win. I think that was their third win. So uh, good luck for the Giants uh, uh, as they uh, try to move forward. And Williams leads the Alliance to their third straight win versus uh, with three TDs. So, uh uh, the, you know, the NFL, they want parity. Uh, they pretty much got it. We'll see if the Eagles can come down, back down to earth. They had a tough one yesterday. They had to score 14 points in the fourth quarter uh, to beat the uh, Colts 17-16 as uh, the Colts had a 13-3 lead going into the fourth quarter. And uh, the Eagles come up with a couple scores late. And uh, Jalen Hurts uh, – Late TD uh, gives the Eagles that win, so uh, he scored on an eight-yard run with 120 left to go in the game, and the Eagles rally past the Indianapolis Colts uh, Sunday. So uh, uh, Eagles, as I mentioned, 9-1. and one. Uh, Third-year quarterback, 18 out of 25. That's Hurts for 190 yards through the air, and 16 times on the ground he carries it, 86 yards. The Eagles won their seventh straight road game, Indianapolis 4-6-1. and one. I think that ties with Houston earlier this year. Uh, but uh, so far, um, Saints, I can't say they're back in the hunt, but uh, they do have uh, opportunities there uh, in the standings as uh, they're basically uh, two games behind the Tampa Bay. They play them one more time. They also play Atlanta and Carolina each once, four and seven, and uh, we'll see what transpires. Uh, but the Saints looked a little bit better yesterday. They played a little harder, it looked like, but no turnovers. I think only one penalty during the course of the game. And uh, the Saints come out on top yesterday by the score of uh, 27 to uh, 20. So um, and it's hard to, like I said earlier, it's hard to believe the Rams were the Super Bowl uh, champs last year, the way they're playing right now. Just uh, Yeah, if you were to tell me the Saints would only have four wins uh, through uh, week 11 or 12, whatever it was, I would not have guessed this was going to be one of those wins, you know? That's right. That's right. You're right about that. And, uh, and uh, you know, they still have a pretty tough schedule left to go uh, as they played the three division teams along with um, a journey to San Francisco. They'll have uh, five to six days rest, but uh, the, the, the 49ers are playing really uh, outstanding defense. It just seems like at times they can't score. But uh, in the meantime, uh, the Saints uh, looked a little bit better yesterday. Uh, Dalton looked a little bit better. I'm, I'm wondering how Jameis Winston's feeling right now sitting on the bench. I think he finally made a comment. He did. He said it hurts. Uh, and, and, again, it, it asks again the question, is he hurt or is he not hurt? Because his feelings are hurt that he lost uh, the starting job because of an injury. Now, is he healthy enough to play? That that comment makes it sound as if he's healthy enough to play, but isn't. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm uh, yeah, I'm confused. baffled by that too. Uh, of course, the Saints, as I mentioned, journey to San Francisco this Sunday. Uh, let's see, the lines already out. Uh, the Forty ers are favored by eight, even though they play tonight. Uh, they could have some injuries that could offset that. Who knows? Uh, in the meantime, and the Saints play another game before they have their bye week. You know, the Saints traditionally in the first few. Uh, Years of the buys, uh, the Saints had their bye week like in the second week in October. I think that changed this year. And well, we know it did. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that changed. And uh, the Saints now uh, have their bye week. Maybe they can get a little healthier. After they play Tampa Bay, they have their bye week, and they come off the bye week, and uh, Atlanta comes to Is that week 14 for it the is. Saints? It and is. Saints and Bears have the same bye week, and that bothers yeah, them. And they have a lot of teams that have – Atlanta, Chicago, Green Bay, Indianapolis, New Orleans, and Washington all all have bye weeks in week 14. 
And uh, I believe that bye week is the last of the bye weeks, too, for the t- profession- NFL team. So, uh, and Atlanta has a bye week, too, so uh, no advantage for the Saints as uh, their bye week along with Atlanta. So, um, anyway, Saints um, – Finally win a game, pull one out, and uh, we'll see what transpires. In the meantime, uh, in our next segment, we're going to have Coach Ryan Antoine to talk about his big win uh, for the Tigers as they journeyed to Slidell and took down another Tiger team. And uh, Westgate uh, was trying to look up something quickly before we came on the air. They, uh, they will take on Neville here in New Iberia, if my memory serves me. Didn't Coach say win or lose? Yes. Uh, the other team, yes, uh, it's, they, it's uh, they're going to play if they keep winning. So uh, they're in the quarters, uh, finals, which will be uh, next Friday night here in New Iberia for a big game for the Westgate Tigers as they take on. I'm pretty sure it's the Neville Tigers. It team. is. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the two Tigers, we'll see which Tiger's going to stand up. And uh, we'll have Coach on, hopefully. Uh, hopefully we can find him, Jeff, due to the fact the schools are out this week. Don't know if they're if he's at the office or we maybe need to get in touch with him on his cell phone or not. So, That's uh, where we always call him. Okay. All right. Anyway, uh, so uh, high school football, you know, we'll talk a little bit about that after Coach Antoine. Uh, we'll get him on and see what he's got to say about uh, his game uh, last Friday night. Uh, elsewhere, Jeff, you know, Lorville uh, played their last football game of the 2022 season, uh, losing uh, to St. James. They hung around for a good while. It was tied at halftime, 14, and uh, just uh, – It was all St. James in the second half. Yeah, uh, they scored a couple of touchdowns early on a couple of miscues, similar to – how the game began. But yeah, wasn't it a snap over uh, the yeah. Lorville punter's head? And Lorville rallied so well in the second half of the first half, basically the second quarter, but uh, their first their their drive that ended the first into the second, they scored to make it a 14-7 game, then a tip uh, a pass tipped and then intercepted by Lorville near the end zone. It was about a three, four-yard return then into the end zone, tied it at 14, and the defense was playing real well, but at halftime, whether it was adjustments or uh, Lorville starting to wear down, uh, just uh, it was a dominating second half by St. James. Yeah, and the um, of course, the Lorville Tigers. Hats off to to them. Uh, I mean, St. James typically plays in AAA, and uh, they were playing a little bit up in classification too. So a lot of teams are finding that out right now as they tried to merge all that to try to get some type of. Uh, organization to where the, the with the brackets and all so it just fell that way and uh st james uh moves on not sure who they're going to play but uh hats off to coach terry martin and his team um you know they had a wonderful year uh, considering uh everything but uh um congratulations to them uh, hopefully we'll have coach on uh tomorrow sometime and, yeah uh, we, we did talk about saturday about him joining us again tomorrow so with that, uh, in the meantime, Jeff, uh, just about ready to go ahead and take our first break and see if we can't get Coach Ryan Antoine on the phone to talk about his big win over Slidell this past Friday. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back, hopefully, with Coach Ryan Antoine right after this. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. 
With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answertopain.com. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions. And you can apply right now at danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Monday morning, uh, November the 21st, as we're trying to uh, reach Coach. As I mentioned, uh, school's out this week. Don't know what time his team will have practice today uh, leading up to the big game Friday as uh, the Westgate Tigers take on the Neville, Neville Tigers out of Monroe in a big ball game uh, for the quarterfinals, um, Westgate uh, trying to move on to another state championship game. So, uh, in the meantime, we'll see if we can't catch Coach uh, in that regard. Elsewhere, Jeff, uh, some other uh, scores around the area, too. Uh, we've got a few. Southside made it. The Southside won a big game over North Shore, 35-14. to 14. So, that school, in its fourth year in its existence, is playing in the quarterfinals in uh, Louisiana's largest non-select cl- classification. Hats off to those those guys. And wasn't Southside the team that had the young lady that was playing wide receiver? Yes. Do yes. you recall that? Uh, or do you? I remember you calling the Southside New Iberia High. I did not see her get into the game. Okay, but uh, she was there, no doubt. All right, all right, dressed out and all. So uh, wasn't in, uh, just hearsay uh, with a young lady, but uh, I think caught a touchdown pass earlier in the. I think it was a, either a JV game or, yeah, or a jamboree um, might yeah. have been. Yeah, that's what it was. Elsewhere, some other local teams that uh, pulling through. Uh, Brobridge downed uh, Iota, uh, thirty-three to eighteen, to uh, advance to the quarters. Also, uh, elsewhere, uh, our former uh, coach here in this area, Brent Indes, his Lakeshore team. Uh, took care of Opelousas by the narrowest of margins. I think he scored very late in the game to win 35-34 as uh, Lakeshore advances to take on Lutcher, who defeated St. Martinville uh, last Friday night, 49-33. to So uh, we'll see what uh, Coach Brent Endes' team over in Lakeshore, they'll be playing at home against Lutcher uh, over there on the North Shore. Elsewhere, you know, the team – during the course of the year, Jeff, we were talking off the air, was taking the knocks from the, the big three, uh, big four in Turlings, uh, St. Thomas More, LCA, and uh, Westgate. Uh, North of Million advances to the quarters in, uh, in Division Two non-select as they uh, defeated Church Point by the score of 41-30. to 30. So hats off to North of Million as uh, they'll take on West Feliciana, who crushed Erath 55-21. to 21. Uh, last uh, Friday night over at West Feliciana. That's uh, up there around uh, across from the uh, Mississippi River on the west side of the Mississippi River, that parish. So, um, anyway, some interesting scores. Hopefully uh, we can reach Coach Antoine to see what he's got to say. But in general, Jeff, what, what did he mention about what worked for him at this game in particular last Friday night? Well, they played a little bit of a cleaner game, but also, um, you know, after falling behind early, uh, they just righted the ship and, uh, again, some good quarterback play, uh, some good uh, dominating running, and uh, just a, a little cleaner game uh, they they put together. Well, they uh, uh, that might be him there. Anyway, they uh, take on, as I mentioned, Neville up in Monroe area in that regard. Uh, let's see if we have Coach let's on the line. go to the phones. Hi, you're in the air. 
Good morning. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Coach. Thanks for calling yeah, coach, back. Good morning. Good morning, Coach. Uh, well, Coach, uh, another one down and another one coming up uh, Friday night uh, as you take on Neville, the Neville Tigers. Uh, and I remember you mentioning last week this will be a home game for you, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, we will be playing at home. And uh, uh, just uh, I know you were on uh, Saturday morning with uh, Jeff with regards to, uh, you know, a talk, but have a lot of listeners now. Uh, could you maybe just recap uh, what took place uh, Friday night and then maybe give us a little indication what you'll be looking uh, at with the Neville Tigers? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I went to, had to travel to Slidell. Uh, nice playoff, playoff atmosphere. Uh didn't start off as like we wanted. There's a lot of different things going on. Uh, we asked after Slidell fumbled their opening uh, play. We got the ball down to the eight and went four plays and didn't score. Got a field goal blocked. It was kind of down about that. Cause we know you know once you get in the playoffs, uh, you know you get every every possession counts. Uh, and we just kind of went back and forth for a little while and they ended up going on a 21 play drive on us. Uh, and took and held the ball for basically the whole first half and scored. And uh, we got the ball back with about uh, a minute left. And Jabari Antoine took us down and, and threw a touchdown to Dedrick Latoulas right before half. And we made it 7-7. And we kind of just told our guys, you know, just calm down. You know, ha- having the type of team that we got, we're, you know, we're playing a lot of the young guys. Uh, you know, we had jitters, you know, and just guys just weren't were trying to do too much. We told them, just go play our style. We'll be okay. And we came out that second half. Uh, and, and kind of started putting some things together. Uh, Jabari Antoine hit a Eugene on a uh, on a touchdown to make it 14-7. Defense started playing lights out. They only gave up 113 total yards the whole game. That, that kid that was the pass, uh, the quarterback for those guys, who I think almost threw over 3,000 yards this year, held them to 100, less than 100 yards passing and had a real good running back. Uh, we held them to, um, I think, only 53 yards rushing. Uh, and I said, then we then Braylon Raymond, uh, came back, Jabari Antoine hit him for another touchdown. So uh, we was up 21-7 and kind of, you know, put the game away with that. Defense came back and made another big play to advise Garden ended up scoring the touchdown at the end, you know, just to cap it off. But basically probably one of our most complete games all year that I felt that we played. Played, a, you know, like I said, as bad as we could on the, in the first half. But we still stayed together. And that was, that was a good thing coming out in that second half and putting those possessions together and just playing the playoff defense that, you know, we we're accustomed to playing at Westgate, so that was, that's what we we're real proud of. So came got a, came away with that win and now we got now we got Neville and you know, looking at Neville, you know, still a strong ball club. Uh, you know, they've kind of been the thorn on our side. We've lost to them three times in the playoffs, you know, within the last five years at least. Um, so not you know, we've all had to go to them. Now we have them at home, you know, so our kids are pretty excited about, you know, about playing this game. First quarterfinal game ever played at, you know, uh, Westgate Stadium now. Um, so we, we're excited about it. But basically just what, a tribute to what we are as a program. It's our fourth year in a row, you know, playing on Thanksgiving, playing, playing on Thanksgiving week. You know, that, that's kind of, you know, a thing that try to, you try to talk about as a program. If you plan during Thanksgiving, you know, you're doing something right as a program. And so us to do it for every year with this senior class is a big deal. So we're ready to play these guys. And, you know, they have a strong ball club. They do some good things offensively. Uh, have a real big offensive line, and they, and they run the ball well. Um, like I said, do well on special teams, and you know, with their, but they're led by their defense. Uh, they're a real strong defense, and you know, D line's real strong. Linebackers play well, and secondary covers, you know, pretty good as well. So we got to put all facets together and play one of our better ball games. To come out with this victory this week. You know, Coach uh, Neville uh, dominating win in the second round after being off two weeks in a row. They had an open date in. Week ten of the regular season had the bye, but uh, didn't miss a beat uh, Friday night. What did you see on film? Uh, and I would imagine uh, you've had a little time to uh, digest uh, what that team's all about. Yeah, they, I mean, I mean, never just had a tradition of you know playing around this time of the year. You know, uh, coach and I were joking. You know, this is basically would have been you know the four A matchup. You know, for the state championship. You know, we, you know with the two four A teams. You know, that, that's that, that's playing. You know. And that, I think that's pretty much what everybody was, was, was waiting on. And now they get this matchup in Division One in the quarters. Um, so, I mean, we, we kind of laughed about that. But nevertheless, you know, they're, they're a strong ball club. I feel we are as well. You know, and so we definitely got to go out there, you know, and, and play. I mean, they, they do a lot of things well. We just got to make sure that we, you know, do, do our job of executing and just playing, 
you know, the type of football that we need to play, you know. So, I mean, like I said, they, they run the ball real well, got a, you know, two, two good running backs, uh, huge receivers uh, out there. So, and like I said, they got a big offensive line. Got, matter of fact, they got a five-star offensive lineman. Uh, I think he's, he's going to LSU. He's committed to LSU right now. Um, so, I mean, he, he does a lot of good things for him. So, we just got to be ready for him. They got players, we got players. And, we, you know, we're going to be the best team that comes out there and just controls the ball. And executes. I think that'll be the you know the, the game plan and the person the, the victory uh, sort of keys to victory for tonight. Yeah, their two uh, losses came to five A schools, both uh, in their neighborhood, Ruston and Washita Parish. Uh, we're able to get film uh, on those games, and if so, do you try and uh, figure out uh, how those two teams beat them uh, and how you might be able to duplicate that? Yeah, yeah, we yeah we we have those film, and like I said, we we kind of watching them and. You know, looking at some of the things that you know Rustin and Washita did. I mean, like I say, but those those two schools, you know, are way bigger than us. You know, and like I say, and, and can do some things that you know I think that you know some in some areas that we might not be able to do. But we go try to find you know ways to just you know be able to better execute what we do. You know, I mean, it's, it's more or less on us. You know, doing 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 the things that we need to do and playing our type of style and just making sure our kids are comfortable doing. You know how we need to play. The biggest thing is not getting caught in the atmosphere, not getting caught in the crowd, and just understanding that, you know, guys, we're at home. Just do what you practice, do what you do what you coach to do, and I feel we'll be okay. You know, Coach, uh, there are two losses on the road, too, uh, so them coming into Iberia doesn't hurt either uh, with uh, the Tigers of Neville. Uh, they're basically 8-2 and two for the year. They're 4-0 in district, but uh, they're home, at home they were 5-0, and oh, Coach. They're 3-2 and two on the road. Let's see if we can't even up that record for them, huh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's definitely the plan. I mean, you know, you know finally been to play those guys, you know, on a, at, at our place, which, 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 which is big, so – you know, we all we got to do right now is just, you know, focus on what we need to do, you know, go back to practice in a little bit and try to get better, you know, and get our guys focused and make sure that, you know, we're ready for Friday night. Hey, Coach, try to make those kids make sure they don't eat too much Thursday now. Uh, you don't need that all that turkey on their stomach when they come to play Friday night. But uh, good luck to you, Coach, and uh, I know you're going to work hard uh, to bring uh, your team uh, to the next level or the next game, I should say. Yes, sir. Yeah, we we know we'll we'll feed them Thursday, and you know just fellowship and just be thankful for the you know for these kids. I mean, they they put a lot of work into this thing. I mean, we've been playing ball now, you know, for thirteen weeks at least. You know, so I mean that's that's a testament, you know, to what you know what they want to do and and how they want to get better and you know, what we're trying to give to this community. So I'm excited about you know what what, what kind of brand of football we've been playing at Westgate for the last five, six, seven years. Coach, what are the keys? Uh, Thanksgiving week offers its challenges with schedule changes. What are the keys uh, to, to practice this week to be successful on a Friday night? Uh, just make sure that, you know, that they, they, they still focus on football. You know, you're not off of school, so you don't have that structure of that day-to-day routine that, that, that they've been accustomed to. So, you know, we just try to make them, you know, understand that, you know, football is the same key. You love them up and you just check on them all throughout the week. And just make sure and make sure they understand, you know, control what they can control. You know, being being in the streets or being playing around all night, you know, or on the phone or on a video game till two, three o'clock in the morning won't won't work for us. You know, and so when you, and you, when you need strong leadership with you know with your senior class and just guys understanding that, you know, this is is bigger than you know it's bigger than you. So don't go out here and be selfish and just make sure that you still eating right, still getting your rest, and you know we'll feed them at school. We'll still talk to them about the things we need to do. We'll still do some study hall. Because you know, like I said, we like we tell our guy, we want to try to keep the routine as much as the same as possible, even when we're in school. So we're gonna bring them in uh, on Friday and and keep our same routine, like it'll be a Friday afternoon for the game. So those are the things that we try to do, just to make make sure that it's just the same type of routine and not deviate as, from it as much as possible. All right. Anything the fans need to know uh, in uh, advance of Friday night? Oh, uh, like I say, admission will be fifteen dollars for the game. Uh, big big game. I think you know it should be a packed game. Uh, you know we're the only team in the area that's still playing. Please come out, you know, and, and support our kids. You know, I mean, it's a you know Neville's gonna bring a huge crowd, and we expect a huge crowd from outside. I know last couple of years ago they came down and played Karen Crow, um, and they had more guys, they had more fans than Karen Crow at, at their game. So we don't want to make we don't want our people to come into our stadium and have more people than us. Please come out and support our kids. I know it's Friday night after Thanksgiving. You know, um, so come out there if you don't have not too much going on and watch some good, good brand of football.
No doubt about it. Coach, uh, always a pleasure. We look forward to being out there Friday night ourselves, and wish you the best of luck in your week of prep. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Good luck, Coach. Appreciate it. Uh, Coach Ryan Antoine joining us. And, yeah, again, uh, we'll be on the air at about 6.30 Friday night. Yeah, the uh, Neville Tigers, I, I can remember for years, uh, they've always had some outstanding athletes uh, on that program. I can remember them coming down to New Iberia many years ago and uh, playing Nish in playoff games. So uh, Westgate, uh, a school that's uh, approximately 22, 24 years old, uh, making its way, has already a state championship in basketball, has a state championship in football. Uh, I'm not sure. And track, uh, I think they've won a few state championships back in track. Back to back, um, you know, most recently. Yeah, so their program's taking off. And uh, a good game. Uh, Neville's the number two seed in the uh, division uh one uh, non-select, so uh, the number one seed's Ruston, and that's one of their two losses this year was to Ruston. The other, as you mentioned, uh, uh, I think was Washita Parish. Washita Parish, yeah, which is – Lost to Ruston uh, Friday night. Yeah, so um, anyway, we'll see uh, what uh, Coach has uh, planned for him, Coach Ryan Antoine, and, uh, you know, they uh, – you know, that team, the Westgate team, it's almost like uh, when you tell them, hey, we're going to the playoffs – they just they just explode. They play so much better, and uh, during the course of the year. So uh, I also watched a, a, a team uh, LCA, a team that's in their uh, district, but uh, playing uh, in the select, and they look pretty impressive too. Beating down, uh, uh, I want to say McDonough thirty five. That was the game that was on local TV here uh, Friday night, and uh, LCA moves on to. Uh, to their next round of games. Uh, I don't have that in front of me who they play, but uh, they look pretty impressive running and throwing the football. I think they won 46-8 to eight or something in that vicinity. But uh, pretty impressive, some of the local teams. Let's see how far they can go. Good luck to the Tigers of Westgate against Neville, though. In the meantime, Jeff, time for another break. And we'll have Bob Rose on at uh, 8 o'clock hour to talk a little Saints football and their big win yesterday. So you're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 1075 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for music on Thursday. It's Southern Jack. Remember, never cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer, now just $2. Imports, $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Don't forget the Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. The Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main. Landry has been traveling around District 49 talking to friends and neighbors about bringing prosperity and economic freedom to all our citizens. As we visited with thousands of people across our great district, many asked, how can we get involved in moving our district forward? Join us by going to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com where you can easily sign up and join our campaign. Go to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com and register now to join us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Hi, this is Boxcar Bagelow, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kang Row, and Sugar Oaks. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Dream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 1075. 
Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Monday morning, November the 21st. And uh, with that, uh, we hadn't talked to hardly anything about Jeff. We'll just go over a little bit, soccer fans. Uh, the World Cup began uh, yesterday. Uh, the U.S. plays today, I think, at 2 o'clock uh, our time. I think it's 1 o'clock our time. 1 o'clock our time uh, on Fox if you want to watch it. So uh, there have been a lot of politics about this uh, game, uh, these uh, games being in Qatar and uh, – uh, just with uh, the global politics and all taking place. But uh, let's get back to sports and uh, have some fun. So uh, the world stage, as you know, uh, I don't know how many billions of people will be watching these uh, games. It's the most popular sport in the world, and it's something uh, even local with a lot of young people here in this area. Not real up-to-date on soccer, Jeff. Uh, I know they, they can score a goal by hitting it in the net, and you've got uh, is there 11 players on a team, which counts the goalie, and uh, you have forwards and uh, attackers. I'm, I'm ignorant uh, with regards to soccer. So uh, you soccer fans, you like uh Want to watch the World Cup? It's on uh, probably a, a lot of stations uh, throughout the uh, cable network. So if you want to watch soccer, U.S. takes on what, Wales, I believe? Yes. At 1 o'clock today, you mentioned uh, that, that match. So, uh, and this being um, holiday periods, uh, watch those kids. Uh, when you're driving around town, there's no school this week due to the Thanksgiving Day holidays. So, uh, a lot of kids out of school right now, so uh, be alert about that. Elsewhere in uh, Jeff, I think over the weekend, uh, was it Friday or I, I'm, I'm losing track of time, the MVPs in the National League and the American League were announced. And, uh, of course, Aaron Judge wins it for the Yankees and uh, Paul Goldsmith for the Cardinals. And they interviewed them on Major League Baseball over the weekend uh, with their families and a pretty nice tribute to each player. And, uh, of course, Aaron Judge is a free agent right now. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure he'll find a lot of suitors. Of course, uh, Rizzo, uh, the former Cub playing with the Yankees now, asked him to please come back to New York in that regard. So hopefully uh, uh, we'll see Aaron Judge sign back with the Yankees. I don't know who I can outpace them uh, in the billfold, the wallet. Uh, if the Yankees want him, I'm sure, pretty sure they can keep him. Elsewhere in sports, too, a uh, little NBA action. Uh, the the Pels tonight take on the Golden State Warriors, and I do believe uh, the defending uh, NBA champions. So that game down at the Smoothie King tonight at uh, Bally Sports, you can watch it. Uh, I think the tip-off is right around uh, 7 o'clock, maybe 7.15. 7, uh, 7 o'clock is the tip-off. And believe it or not, the uh, Pelicans are a five-and-a-half-point pick with the over and under of 230. Uh I'm pretty sure the Warriors took on. I'm, I'm trying to remember where they played uh, last night, and they uh, they took down uh, uh, Houston at 127 to 120, and uh, Clay Thompson Clay Thompson went off. Uh, I think he was uh, hit 41 points last night uh, in that game. So uh, the Golden State Warriors in the Smoothie King tonight, Valley Sports. You can watch that on uh, that channel. Stay with us uh, in the next few minutes. Uh, we'll have Bob Rose on and get his uh, thoughts with the Saints' win over the weekend um, and to see if the Saints can uh, battle back. Of course, LSU uh, with a big win over the weekend. The Cajuns journey to Tallahassee to take a – take on a uh, pretty good uh, Florida State squad, and they uh, suffer a big loss, 49-17. to 17. LSU, meanwhile, uh, beats back UAB tight in the first half, and, uh, and uh, Daniels goes off in the second half as the Tigers uh, put away UAB by the score of, I believe it was 41-10, to 10, the final. Um, the Tigers uh, now journey to uh, A&M this Saturday uh, for a big ball game as uh, they take on the Aggies of A&M, and I believe that's um, – I'm trying to see the kickoff for that game. Uh, uh, right LSU at 6. At 6. To, at six and uh, it will be on ESPN. So uh, LSU a nine-point pick right now, the over and under uh, 47. You know, we heard so much during the summer with Saban and Jimbo Fisher going back and forth about recruiting. Uh, boy, the Aggies are 4-7 and seven right now, and uh, – they uh having their uh, tough time with it. Of course, it all started when Appalachian State went to College Station early in the year and beat the Aggies. Uh, it kind of set the tone for their season right now. Uh, A&M uh, is only averaging 
21.4 points a game, which is 108th out of 131 or 32 teams in the NCAA. LSU comes in 34th, averaging a little over 33 a game. They average 438 yards, 34th. Texas A&M, 356, that's 96th. LSU throws for 246 a game, that's 50th. A&M, 225, that's 74th. Rushing LSU goes at it 192 yards a game that 34th in the country the Aggies at 130.3 their 93rd now third down conversion LSU pretty impressive 12th in the country they're right at 50 percent Aggies at third a third 33 percent they're 115th fourth down conversions LSU's 53 uh, percent the Aggies at 30 time of possession LSU at 31.42 seconds that's 33rd. Defensively, the Tigers only give up 20 points a game. A&M is only giving up 21 a game. Uh, elsewhere, total yards, LSU 340. Uh, A&M 363, that's what they give up. Uh, passing, LSU 208. A&M 153. And rushing yards, LSU gives up 132. A&M gives up 211. That pretty much tells the story right there as the Tigers journey to uh, take on the Aggies over in College Station. Uh, UL, meanwhile, uh, they'd go to uh, Texas also to take on Texas State and San Marcos, Texas. Uh, that'll be at Jim Wacker Field at Bobcat Stadium. Jim Wacker, if I can remember, he was a coach at TCU for many years, too. Might have been also a coach at uh, San Marcos. It seems like they were back then. They were southwest uh, Texas. Anyway, UL's a five-point favorite that game. Let's see. They need, that, they need to win this game to be bowl eligible. They're five and six right now. Let's see if they can't uh, get going as the, uh, as the Cajuns uh, taking on St. Marcos over in St. Marcos, the Bobcats. Uh, UL's averaging about 26 a game. Uh, the Texas State, 22. UL's uh, putting up uh, 362 yards a game, the Bobcats. 322 passing yards UL 221 to 229 to Texas State rushing UL rushes for 141 yards uh, Texas State for 93 third down conversions UL is 38 percent 36 for Texas State fourth down UL is at 46 to 35 for Texas State time of possession UL at 29 minutes 24 seconds uh, Texas State 30.42 UL gives up 24 points a game they give up 25 their, their defensive statistics are pretty much even. 362 uh, total yards, UL gives up a game. 355 for Texas State. Passing, UL gives up 227. Texas State, 242. Rushing yards, UL gives up 135. Texas State, 112. And the Cajuns are favored by five points. And with that, just a little sad note for you all, you all that they didn't know. Uh, former Catholic High UL coach and Dina Men and uh, also uh, Raymond Blanco passed away uh, this past weekend. I got a text sometimes uh, Saturday afternoon to talk about his passing and uh, knew him well. Taught me, believe it or not, in fourth grade mm-hmm. at Catholic High. And uh, so I go way back with uh, the Blanco family. Of course, the passing of Kathleen a few years ago uh, in that regard. But just wanted to let people know if you hadn't heard the passing of Raymond Blanco. Anyway, Jeff, uh, before we go to Bob Rose, anything? Uh, well, for you fantasy folks, uh, you may want to scratch Kyler Murray. Uh, he's going to be out again tonight against the 49ers. Yeah, that, and I want to say, what is the old Texas quarterback? McCoy, is there back? Who's the Colt McCoy? Uh, I thought I saw him doing TV. Was that Washington, maybe? I can't remember who he, he plays with. He's bounced around a little bit in the league, but uh, – yeah, Kyle Murray is out tonight, so you fantasy guys, uh, you have to bench him. you got a chance to do that. In the meantime, Jeff, I uh, don't know if you have anything else. If uh, Maybe we'll go to a break and see if we can't get Bob Rose on the line and give us his thoughts on uh, the Saints' win yesterday and uh, further when they look forward to uh, playing San Francisco out there this coming Sunday. So, anyway. Um, no, you're, you're right. McCoy is their uh, backup quarterback. Okay, so that's uh, he'll be playing for them tonight. Uh, Colt McCoy former Texas quarterback uh, who led them to a national championship game but got beat by Alabama as he was hurt, I think, in that game. And uh, Alabama went on to beat him. I think that was Nick Saban's first uh, national championship at Alabama back in 2009, 10, somewhere in there. Anyway, in the meantime, uh, let's go ahead and take our break. We'll get Bob Rose on the line. Uh, You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with Bob Rose right after this. I'm Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. 
That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49. Because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for music on Thursday. It's Southern Jack. Remember, never cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2. Imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU and no bar with more outdoor seating. Don't forget the Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. The Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Louisiana. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Monday, November the 21st. As uh, On the line with us, as it customarily is on a Monday morning at 8 o'clock, Bob Rose. Good morning, Bob, and as always, welcome to the show. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for having me, as always. Uh, hey, Monday morning quarterbacking is uh, always easier after a win, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, man. I call all the right plays now. Uh, anyway, Bob, with that, uh, just, you know, earlier in the year uh, when I was going through, you go through the Saints schedule, yeah, we can beat them, yeah, we can beat them, yeah, we can beat them. The defending uh, Super Bowl champ right now is a shell of itself, it looks like, Bob, and uh, the Saints – uh, play probably one of their better games of the year. Don't turn the ball over. I don't think uh, uh, Andy Dalton is sacked. Uh, very, if one penalty, two penalties, that's it. Uh, what more can you say? Uh, yeah, you really got to tip your hats to the way the Saints played. And you're right. I mean, you know, let's not get too, too excited here. Uh, you know, the, 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 this is definitely not the same Rams team uh, that won the Super Bowl a handful of months ago. Uh, but it's still a win, and it's a, a win that the Saints needed desperately. Uh, and, and as beaten up and as uh, poorly as the Rams were playing, the the Saints were right on par with that. They were at least you know, probably more beaten up from an injury aspect. Uh, and you know, we uh, we've been talking every Monday morning about how poorly they've been playing. So you know, it's nice to see the team get back on track. And you know, I, I don't want to feed too much into the hyperbole, but this team is still well within striking distance of the NFC South. It is. It really is. And, you know, and you mentioned about injuries. Not only was Davenport and Jordan out, but Peyton Turner goes down during the first half of the game, too. And, you know, where they're finding defensive players uh, to come in and shuffle in, uh, they get a pretty good uh, uh, pass rush uh, as they sack uh, uh, Stafford a couple times. Of course, he goes down with an injury, and he goes out of the game. They bring in the backup. Uh, I believe Perkins is the young man's mm-hmm. name. Uh, and he mm-hmm. does okay, but he, he looked like a deer in headlights. You know, he dropped back the pass and started scooting around. And, uh, of course, the Rams ran the ball pretty well against the Saints' depleted defensive line with the three defensive ends out and also Werner, the linebacker. So, uh, 
Saints uh, um, were blessed, uh, not turning the ball over. <laughs> I don't believe Dalton was sacked. Uh, yeah, he was. He was sacked a few times tonight. I think about yeah. it. But uh, they didn't turn the ball over. Turn the ball over. Don't commit many penalties. Uh, they committed two penalties. You can win a lot of football games. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, and you just outlined all the major keys to the game. Uh, you know, we could talk about you know, how Taysom Hill sparked the offense. Alvin Kamara had, uh, I think, almost 90 yards uh, of all-purpose yards. Uh, yeah, and Dalton was pretty efficient, although on two of those three sacks, I put on him rather than the offensive line. It was just a poor, a, a poor job of holding onto the ball too long by Andy. Uh, but yeah, I, I tip my, my cap to the Saints' offensive line. They were facing Aaron Donald, Greg Gaines, and Leonard Floyd, and you know, any line is going to have problems with those guys. Uh, but the Saints were facing them with three backups, and they held up in pass protection well enough for Dalton to complete some big throws, and you know, they opened up enough running lanes for Kamara and Hill to combine for almost 100 yards on the ground. That's all they needed offense. Yeah, this team had, be- had their best offensive production in the second half for the, uh, for over the, uh, a six-game period, uh, and they did it with backups along the front. I thought Granderson and Passigno and Peyton Turner, before he went out, did a spectacular job filling in for Cam Jordan and Marcus Davenport. I am still worried about the run defense. I don't, you know, I don't think any sane person uh, you know, couldn't be worried about the run defense. Uh, yeah, this is a Rams attack that had by far the lowest rushing production in the NFL, uh, yeah, and had their best rushing game of the uh, of this season by almost 40 yards. So yeah, yeah, that is concerning. Uh, but yeah, it, you, you got to give your game. And, you know, as you guys know, on the Saints News Network, after every Saints win, I publish a game balls article, and then you know, it's about to drop as soon as we get off the air here. Uh, and my number one game ball went to, I titled it as the next men up. The guys like Granderson, Passigno, and hey, can we talk about how, how good Peyton, uh, Caden Ellis is playing in place of Pete Warner? That man is just balling out. And there, you know, there were, t- you know, periods of the game yesterday where Caden absolutely, Caden and Demario Davis absolutely took over. He did, and uh, you're right about that with the rushing attack. I think the Rams were the worst in the league in that regard, uh, rushing the ball, averaging about 68 yards a game. And mm-hmm. uh, they they literally – you know, Cooper Cup's not in the game for him. But Stafford goes out. You know, they've got their share of injuries too. But the Saints, uh, they held on and, and played well enough to win the game. Uh, uh, in that regard, of course, uh, the Rams try an onside kick with about 10 – less than 10 seconds left to see if they can't recover it after their kicker, Gay, hits a 58-yarder. No telling what <laughs> happens. You know, I've seen the worst and the best with the Saints over this period of right. time too. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, with a big win, uh, they've got a lot of winnable games coming at them. Uh, they only, they, of course, they got to go to San Francisco. San Francisco on a short week. They play tonight in, in Mexico, and uh, we'll see if they, maybe that might uh, put a little lingering effect as they uh, fly back home. Of course, Los Angeles not that far away from Mexico City. But in the meantime, uh, what more can you say about the Saints to uh, knock on wood and see if they can't get some of their injured players back not sure if Cam Jordan had an eye injury or an eye infection mm-hmm. that kept him out of the game. Is there any uh, period that they think he'll miss any more games in that regard? Uh, we, uh, they, they've been real mum on that subject. Uh, you know, and Cam was very vocal about wanting to play yesterday and actually joked uh, you know, with a lot of the media that Dennis Allen was going to have to hide his shoulder pads to keep him out of the game. And we know Cam is the ultimate competitor. If there's any way he can be on the field, he surely will be. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you, you have to worry about you know, an injury like that. You know, I'm sure you saw him on the sidelines all game yesterday. He had to wear a prescription darkened uh, you know, sunglasses uh, you know, to protect that eye. Um, so it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me uh, you know, if Cam had to miss another week, and if it, you know, it's for, for precaution's sake, I'm all in support of that. But we know that if Cam had his say, he would he, he will be back out onto the field. 
Uh, I wonder about Gra- Davenport, too. Davenport was a scratch, a, a rather late scratch the last two weeks. Uh, you know, so you really wonder how serious his injury is. Uh, they'll need him back because I, I fear that the ankle injury that knocked Peyton Turner out of yesterday's game uh, you know, could be one that could keep him out several weeks, if not the remainder of the season. That looked bad. Uh, uh, Bob, just uh, going to some of the positive, is Chris Olave – uh, a candidate for rookie of the year or what uh, is anybody shining brighter right now uh and uh, on the saints team or in the national football league than this young man i chris olave is definitely at or near the top of the list for offensive rookie of the year uh you know people were talking about the you know the kid from seattle you know kenny walk kenneth walker uh you know he's had a he's had a decent year uh you know kenny pickett He's losing a lot of games in Pittsburgh, but anytime you're talking about a rookie quarterback, he, you know, he he's up there. But nobody is Garrett Wilson for the Jets has put up some nice stats. Uh, but Alave is the leading rookie wide receiver in the NFL by far. In fact, his statistics are up there with the league leaders, veteran or rookie. Uh, yeah, he is, as we outline every Monday here on your show, uh, you know, outside of Kamara and maybe Taysom Hill, Alave has been the only consistent threat for this passing game week in and week out. When you're a rookie and you have to carry your team's passing attack, that to me is definitely award-worthy. Bob, uh, any takeaway on Jameis Winston's comments about feeling uh, hurt by not playing because, uh, you know, there's – question whether or not he is injured if he's too injured to play seems like he wants to play i uh, yeah he uh, he clearly wants to play uh but just as clearly uh andy dalton seems to be dennis allen's guy uh you know I, i'm a little disappointed with the saints organization in particular the coaching staff because they seem to be real inconsistent about the reports that are coming out about Winston. Like you said, you know, is he too hurt to play? Uh, you know, is this a performance-based decision? And Allen himself has been back and forth like that. Uh, you know, at Winston, up until the last two weeks, Winston has been relatively quiet on the subject. Uh, but uh, you know, even before Pittsburgh, uh, you know, he said, yeah, Jameis sat down with Mike Triplett of New Orleans Stop Football, you know, Nick Underhill's site, uh, you know, and had a re- very revealing interview uh, that, frankly, was the t- talk throughout the press box in that Steelers game. Uh, you know, and then, you know, like you pointed out, you know, Winston came out this past week and, you know, and said that he's hurt by not playing. Um, it's I, I, the only credit I will give to Dennis Allen uh, for handling this situation is this. Week in and week out, he snuffed out a quarterback controversy pretty early on in the week by almost immediately naming Andy Dalton as the starter. So at the very least, that's not leaving the team or offensive game planning in flux. You know, who do we, who do we prepare with? How do we prepare things like that? Uh, but it just, it feels to me like Jameis Winston is getting a little bit of a raw deal out of this situation. I know he's banged up. He's nowhere near a hundred percent, but if he says he's healthy enough to go out there, you have to really question what's coming out of his coach's mouth. Yeah, no doubt. Bob, always a pleasure on these Monday mornings. Uh, remind us uh, how we can hear and read your work. For sure, guys, and thank you, uh, as always, for having me. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow me on Facebook. Uh, just look for Bob Rose, R-O-S-E. I'm over on Twitter, at Bobby R 2613 uh, All of our works, myself, John Hendricks, Kyle Mosley, and Brendan Boylan, we can be followed through the Saints News Network, at Saints News on Twitter, and we do all the coverage for your New Orleans Saints on the SI.com site. And please, please check out our show, Brendan and my show, on Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Time. It's called the Bayou Blitz Podcast. Uh, we do it every Wednesday. We had a great interview, sit-down interview with Jim Everett, former Saints and Rams quarterback, last week. Uh, you know, so you can go on YouTube and check out all of our past shows, too. Uh, you know, and, guys, to you, your families, and all you listeners out there, happy Thanksgiving and have a great kickoff to the holiday. Likewise to you and yours, Bob. Yeah, Bob, uh, have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll have you back here next Monday. Sounds great, gentlemen. Have a great week. Appreciate it. Bob Rose, uh, among other places, SI.com. That's the easy one to remember. That's right. That's right. He's got a podcast. I've listened to it on Wednesday evenings. It's pretty good. It's pretty interesting, too, uh, in that regard. So, uh 
tune in, uh, BobRoseSI.com. Uh, so uh, in the meantime, Jeff, today in sports history, November the 21st, got a lot of birthdays today on this date, but in 1925, Red Grange plays his final game for the University of Illinois, the Fighting Illini, and he signs on with the Chicago Bears uh, right after that. In 1934, Yankees uh, buy Joe DiMaggio from the San Francisco Seals, and that's when he became a Yankee. I don't know what they had to pay the Seals. He had a contract. You know, people don't realize out on the West Coast before Major League Baseball moved out there in 58, uh, they had their own league, Pacific Coast League, uh, that players played in and paid handsomely. Uh, people it, don't it was almost that. like a third major league. It, it really was. was. It close. really was. That's right. Out there in the Pacific Coast League, that's why they had to buy uh, DiMaggio from the San Francisco Seals. Elsewhere on this date, 1949, Bill Veck sells the Cleveland Indians for $22 million to fund his divorce settlement. <laughs> Can you believe that? Elsewhere, in 1952, Dodgers pitcher Joe Black wins the NL Rookie of the Year. In 1956, Don Newcomb wins his NL MVP, first ever uh, Cy Young Award for Don Newcomb. In 1960, Bob Sheffling signs to manage the Tigers after Casey Stingle, who was fired from the Yankees, turns them down. Of course, Casey comes back to manage the Mets in New York in uh, 62. Elsewhere in 1972, Carlton Fisk wins Rookie of the Year and Mets John Matlack uh, in the NL wins it the Rookie of the Year. 1973, Pete Rose wins his Major League NL MVP. Uh, in 1980, Gene Michael named the 25th New York Yankees manager, replacing Dick Hauser, who resigns. Uh, birthdays today on this date, born on this date, 1920, my man, Stan the Man Musial, uh, the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, World Series uh, NL MVP in 43, 46, 48, seven-time National League batting champion, and he, Hank Aaron, and Willie Mays played in more All-Star games than anyone else, 24 of them. Elsewhere, born on this date, 1966, Troy Aikman, college football Hall of Fame quarterback and broadcaster, Super Bowl uh, 92, 93, 95 champ, uh, uh, Cowboys, born in West Covina, California. 1969, born on this date, uh, Hall of Famer, 13-time All-Star, and uh, Golden Gloves, Seattle Mariners, Cincinnati Reds, Ken Griffey Jr., Born on this date in 1971, Michael Strahan, Pro Football Hall of Famer and also a broadcaster with Fox and ABC Good Morning America, born in Houston, Texas. Born on this date, former LSU Tiger uh, and basketball uh, NBA player, Stromal Swift out of Shreveport, Louisiana. And I go to my quote of the day. I got to throw a little golf in here. Uh, anyway, by Lee Trevino. Trevino always had a great line. He said, you can make a lot of money playing this game of golf. Just ask my ex-wives. Both of them are so rich, neither their husbands work. <laughs> Lee Trevino, always <laughs> something else. Anyway, that's today in sports history, Jeff, uh, here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 AM 1240. Real good. As always, thanks to our guests today, including Westgate head coach Ryan Antoine and just a moment ago, Bob Rose with SI. Dot com. Big thanks to our sponsors, the Headache and Pain Center, Schwing Insurance, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, the Quarter Tavern, L.A. Classic Roofing, and Jacob Landry, candidate for state rep, District 49, that election in October. News is up next, brought to us by David Funeral Homes.